my worst enemy The flesh that's covering me Brings me down to my knees Welcome to Sermons in the Park a ministry exploring biblical truth from the Word of God, focusing on the truths that help us in our daily walk with Christ in every aspect of our lives. Now, here is your Reverend, Jamie McCaskill. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to an all-new Sermons in the Park. This is video two for today, for February 4th. Uh, So this is going to be, you may remember last week, we did a second episode because I was sitting here on a Sunday night, and I was thinking, hey, you know, some churches have two. Well, when I when I was growing up, we had two. We went to Sunday school in the morning, and then at night we had Sunday service. Um, so I have been thinking of doing, you know, you, you know the story. So last week we did, uh, we started with a biblical, you know, a timeline of the last days, right? And so we started on that, and I was telling you I thought about continuing it. So this will be episode two. And we'll be continuing along that uh, timeline of the end of days. Uh, I hope to finish. I do hope to finish this, and if I do, I think I'm going to try to make it five parts. Um, so this week we're going to talk about the day of the Lord. We're going to try to answer some questions, like we usually do here, like uh, questions like, "What is the day of the Lord? Um, how long is it? What happens during this?" period that's called the, the the day of the lord and of course the one that many people ask why is it needed okay so the phrase the the day of the lord when you look it up occurs 31 times in the old king james that's 26 of those times are in the old testament and five of them are in the new testament <clears throat> The first one is found in Isaiah chapter 2, verse 12, which says, For the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon every one that is proud and lofty, and upon every one that is lifted up, and he shall be brought low. Okay? Um, the last time that we see it used is over in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10 which reads but the day of the lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up now you know i talked about this a little bit when we did our uh our 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 series on the channel for revelation but that sounds a lot like a nuclear blast doesn't it now all of this will take place right here on earth okay not in some spiritual realm that some people try to convince us of this will happen right here on earth now as far as when this will take place um in my reading, it kind of sounds like it'll be like the last 18 months of that period that we call the Great Tribulation. This will be the most concentrated time of trials, of pain, of suffering, as well as mass death. 
that this world has seen or ever will see, okay? Now read with me in Matthew chapter 24. We're going to read verses 21 to 22, which reads, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Now, what I find that is kind of, um, I mentioned this last week, but a paradox is that during this time period, there will be a great wealth and a great prosperity. Okay. Well, for some, for some of mankind, right? Read with me in Revelation. We're going to read a lot. We're going to be reading a lot this week, so just be ready for that. We're going to be looking at Revelation chapter 18, verses 9 to 19. It says, And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, the great city Babylon, that mighty city, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come, and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth this merchandise any more, the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all fine wood and all manner vessels of ivory and all manner of vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and souls of man and the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee and all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things, which were made rich by her, shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, for in one hour... So great riches is come to naught, and every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors, and as many as trade by sea, stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is likened to the great city? And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, the great city wherein, wherein were made rich, all that had ships in the sea by reason of her coastlines, for in one hour is she made desolate. Now, during this, okay, during this, what the Bible calls a day, okay, because it's called the day of the Lord, the devil is still out there, okay? He's still hunting down and killing anyone and everyone who refuses to, to obey and, and worship him. Look at Revelation chapter 6, verse 11. What do we read there? Sorry, let me get it all back up. 
and white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little while until their fellow servants also and their brethren that shall be killed as they were should be lifted. And then just a few ver- a few chapters later in chapter 13, verse 10, we read this. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Now, the devil's rule, it continues. It continues on the earth um, through the works of his, you know, we call him the Antichrist, but the beast and the false prophet. But even though all of this is happening, okay, the presence of God is still there in the affairs of man. And it's going to be very evident to everyone. They're not going to be able to deny it. They're going to want to. You've read Revelations with me. You know that they do. They still do everything they can to fight off God. But they're not going to be able to deny it. And God will be actively encouraging people to repent. And He's punished, and he will be punishing all of those who do not. Okay. We have the sixth seal being opened. Do you remember that? With the opening of that, there will be a, um, let's call them a series of supernatural events. And and they're going to come about to warn all mankind that the day of correction is happening. Okay? We're going to read with me real quick. We're going to read Revelations chapter 6, and we're going to look at uh, verse 17. And there we read this. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? What we're reading there is that the earth is going to shake, right? They'll uh, they'll occur. All, these these earthquakes will be all over the planet, you know, um, because what's going what's happening is the continental sh- the continental plates they're going to be shifting very violently, and, and the sun's going to darken. The moon's going to look like blood. And it's the stars, those stars that you love to go outside and look at at night, they're gone. They just disappear out of the sky. Let's look at some verses real quick. We're going to look at Joel chapter 2, verse 31. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And then, then over in Matthew chapter 24, verse 19, I'm sorry, no, I said 19. <laughs> Matthew chapter 24, verse 29, we see, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall give her light, uh, shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Right? And then over in Acts chapter 2, verse 20, we read, The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the great and notable day of the Lord come. And then when we go back to Revelations again, Revelation chapter 6, verses 12 to 14, we read this, And I behold, I'm sorry, beheld, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there came a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her ultimate 
I'm sorry, untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind and the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together and every mountain and island were made were moved out of their places. Now, let's talk about those 144,000 because, you know, like I go and I talk a lot about the over on my podcast. You don't hear it over here on YouTube, but over on my podcast, I talk about the Jehovah's Witness a lot and they talk about that 144,000. Now, we talked about the 144,000 when we did our revel- our series on Revelation, but these are 144,000 people, 12,000 each, okay, from 12 tribes of Israel because, you know, there are 13 tribes, but the, 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 the tribe of Dan is not included in this. All of these 144,000 people that we're talking about here who are come from Israel they're Jewish, but they they all become true believers, true Christians, and they are sealed and set apart. Okay, read with me in Revelation chapter 7. We're going to read, read eight verses here. Revelation chapter 7, verses 1 to 8. And after these things, I saw four angels standing at the, on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried out with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and there were sealed a hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Of the tribe of Judah were sealed twelve thousand. The tribe of Reuben, twelve thousand. Of the tribe of Gad, twelve thousand. Of the tribe of Aser, twelve thousand. Of the tribe of Naphtalim, twelve thousand. Of the tribe of Manassas, 12,000 of the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 of the tribe of Levi, 12,000 of the tribe of Issachar, 12,000 of the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 of the tribe of Joseph, 12,000 and of the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000. That is 144,000 of the tribes, right? 144,000 members but like I said notice Dan is not included now this 144,000 all of them die they die for their faith at the hands of the devil and his servants and all of them receive their reward during the first resurrection okay also all over the globe we see a great multitude who all are brought to repentance and they also die a martyr's death. Read Revelation chapter 7. We're going to read verses 9 to 17. That's a, for you, those of you counting, it's another 8, right? <laughs> so it says, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our God 
which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb, and all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts, and all the angels stood round about the throne, and I'm why I'm reading that again. <laughs> And fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which come out of the great tribulation, and have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them into unto living fountains of water, and God shall wipe away their tears from their eyes. Now we also know that at some point, okay, some point after the opening of this sixth seal, but also before the day of the Lord, right, God's going to pour out his Holy Spirit on all those who seek him. They, they will be given visions, prophetic visions, prophetic dreams. We know this because of what we read in Acts chapter 2, verses 17 to 21, which reads this. And it came to pass in the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out my Holy Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handsmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall turn into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right? Now also, I want you to read with me. Uh, we're going to look at Revelations chapter 6, verses 12 to 16. Sorry, got to get back over here. It reads this, Revelation 6, verses 12 to 16. And I beheld, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth and hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree casteth out her untimely figs, when she is shaken by a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and even bondsmen, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the lamb. Okay. Now, the prophetic day, the the day of the Lord, it begins when that sixth, I'm sorry, when that seventh seal is open. All right. Read with me Revelation chapter 8, verse 1. 
It says this. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Now, the thing to me that I want to point out here, there's something unique here. Because when this seal is opened, it's almost like in court. Because the seal is opened, right? And the first thing that we read to start off all of this is silence. There's silence in heaven. It's most likely all those who are there are recognizing that, hey, God's about to give his long, this long-awaited judgment that we've been waiting on. He's about to cast judgment down on Babylon and, and all of those that Babylon had deceived. Because look at, look at chapter 14, verse 8 now. And there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. You see there? And then what do we see in uh, chapter 16, verse 19? Revelation 16, 19. And the great city was divided into three parts. And the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give up I'm sorry, to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And then in chapter 17, verse 5, we read this. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Now, we talked about this when we discussed our, our series on Revelation, right? But the seventh, the seventh seal, it starts the day of God's wrath. It, but it also starts something else. It starts those seven trumpets that we see blow. Now, the first, of course, it, it, it just announces a variety of, uh, of uh, calamities, right, that are going to fall on mankind. I'm going to give you an example of some of them here. Um, because we read that one-third of the world's vegetation is destroyed, right? Uh, we see one-third of the water. Well, I should say the water-based animals, like, you know, your fish and things like that. Uh, but, yes, also a, a third of fresh water. And, and yes, you got, you people who live out in, in, um, in, in the country who still use well water, that includes well water because that includes underground water. All of the water there, I'm talking about all this, one-third of the water is all poisoned. It cannot be drinking. Take a, take a look with me. We're going to look at Revelation chapter 8, verses 3, thir- yeah, verses 3 to 12. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire at the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded, and there followed hell and fire mingled with blood, and there was, 
I'm sorry. And they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees was burned up, and all the green grass was burnt up. And the second angel sounded, and as it were a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood, and the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed, and the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters, and the name of the star is called Wormwood. And just stop right here for a moment to mention this, if you you want to know more about Wormwood, I did an episode on the podcast about Wormwood, so... Go check that out. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Okay? Now, the last three trumpets, we're going to talk about them for a minute, because the last three trumpets that we see blown during you know the day of the lord's vengeance you'll often see these three labeled as woes and we actually see the bible call them that in revelation chapter 8 verse 13 it says and i beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven saying with a loud voice woe 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 to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound now the first woe it lasts for a few months okay and it's meant to punish all those who are still refusing to repent uh let's read with me once you read with me real quick we'll read revelation chapter 9 we're going to read the first 11 verses so that would be revelation chapter 9 verses 1 to 11 and the fifth angel sounded and i saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit and he opened the bottomless pit and there arose smoke out of the pit and the smoke of a great furnace And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power. And the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men who have not the seal of God in their foreheads, And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented for five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when it striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men, and they had hair as the hair of a woman, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as if were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was the sound of chariots of many horses." 
running to battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. The, now, the sixth trumpet, or let's call it what it is, the second woe, this will be the one that releases those four demons that everyone knows about, the ones that are kept into, inside of a spiritual prison under the Euphrates River. Which let me mention the uh, the Euphrates River. It dried up recently. Now, the release of these demons causes the death of of one third of humanity, and we read that uh, also in Revelation chapter nine verses thirteen to nineteen, which reads. And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year, for to slay the third part of man, and the number of them... And thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire, and of jacinth and brimstone, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouth issued fire and smoke and brimstone. But these three was the third part of man killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouths for their power is in their mouths and in their tails for their tails were like unto serpents and had heads and with them they do hurt now the third woe or or if you prefer the final trumpet this announces in heaven Okay, that God is going to send that God will, I should say, soon send Jesus back to earth to to establish his kingdom. We're going to read now, uh, go ahead and turn to Revelation chapter 11, and we're going to read verses 14 to 17, where it says, The second woe is past, and behold, the third will come quickly and the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our lord and of christ and he shall reign forever and ever and the four and twenty elders which sat before god on their seats fell upon their faces and worshiped god saying we give thee thanks o lord god almighty which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. Now, this will be the time of the first resurrection, the resurrection of all the saints. Um, reread verse 18 with me. So Revelations eleven eighteen says, And the nations which were angry, and they, they wrath is come. Let me go back and read, read that again. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come in the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldst give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that, that, that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldst destroy them which destroy the earth. But we also see the great day of the Lord, it, it's not completed yet. 
okay? It's not completed yet. Why? Because we still have seven vile judgments to go. These are plagues, plagues that, that fall on the unrepentant, right? If you want to read about those, uh, we're not going to today because that's, that's two whole chapters, okay? But Revelation chapter 15 and 16, you can go read those on your, own, on your free time. Um, so here we are, right? We're at the question that I know a lot of people are asking. They always do. And that is why. And it's okay. You know, as humans, we all have that. We're all plagued by that question. Why? Why is this needed? Why is the day of the Lord needed? Why does God inflict all of this punishment on the world that honestly is in bondage to Satan? Again, I'll tell you like I did last week. This is a simple one to answer. Because God wants mankind to reconsider. He wants them to think about all that they've done, reconsider it. He wants to encourage them to accept the fact that they've been deceived. That they had not done what's right. Think about it. Everybody on this planet, if you ask them, will tell you they're a good person. That they are a good person. That You'll hear somebody, somebody will die who you know is a sinner, and they'll tell you, but they were such a good person. Everybody's been deceived, each and every one of us. We think we know what a good person is. We don't. The Bible tells us what a good person is. Jesus says there is no, there are none good, no, not one. We need to repent. All of us, everybody needs to repent. And that's what God's doing here. He's trying to get people to realize they've been deceived and repent. It's one of those situations where a person has had, you know, they've been so bad, they've been so evil. The only way you're going to get their attention and make them repent is to cause pain. God loves mankind so much that his, that his love motivates him to do this. He doesn't want to see anyone suffer. None of us. He doesn't want to see us suffer. And he definitely doesn't want to see us suffer the same fate that he has prepared for Satan and his demons. So what's he do? He causes all of this pain to try to get mankind to wake up and realize they need to repent. That's why it's needed. So I want to thank you all for joining me here. I, I pray this one, you know... Uh, was good that you enjoyed it that you might maybe you learned something hey that's what this is here for so thank you all pray the lord continues to bless and keep you and i'll see you all soon god bless you i love you you have been listening to sermons in the park with reverend jamie mccaskill be sure to follow us on youtube BitChute, and rumble and as always thank you for listening there's joy for the morning Sinner, be still. Earth has no sorrow, heaven can't heal. Earth has no sorrow, heaven can't heal. So lay down your bed.